Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. I'm Carrie the Mockney. I'm CL Kita. And I'm Drama Geek. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. It's a great place to chat with us about recent dramas and what we're watching. The link is in our show notes. All right. So today we'll be talking about the last four episodes of Crash Landing and over our overall thoughts of the show and how it ended. And since I binged the show, I can join in. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um. So... After reviewing the 6.5 hours, yes, 6.5 hours for four episodes um, of content for last I realized that a large portion is super cute filler that made my heart happy on the character level, but might bog down the podcast summary. So I think we'll stick to the main plot points for our main two couples and then make sure we touch on our favorite character moments at the end. Um, so episode 13 can be sum, summed up as Seri and Jung-hook being lovebirds, the soldiers experiencing life in South Korea, poor Mandok, which was the um, the rat. one that they yeah nicknamed the rat, tries to stay loyal to his friends while uh, Chul Kong threatens him and his family. And I have to say, in my head, I, Chul Kong, I just kept calling him pain in the butt because he was such a pain <laughs> in the butt. <laughs> he was so <laughs> underwhelming. I, I don't know. I, I was not he wasn't the best villain ever. Well, that's because he wanted to have power, but he didn't really have power. Yeah. Are we talking about this later? Or are we getting yeah. ahead of ourselves? <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. I'm like, I have an out. We have an outline. And the mock name. Yeah, we'll follow it. Yeah, mock name. <laughs> she is the one that jumped and just started talking. And I was like, oh, she's not following the outline. <laughs> <laughs> it's an issue. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so we have the fake out where um, Seri is helping and then she's shot. And at the same time, at the same time, we have something happening in North Korea, right? Isn't that when this happens or is that a second time? Um, see, I think I separated it out to talk about mostly like what's happening in South Korea for a little bit. And then I go and talk okay. about North Korea. So just to try to make it not confusing. Okay. And then uh, the soldiers are supposed to get on the bus and get back to North Korea, but they miss that bus for Seri, and then she's rushed to the hospital. So um, I'm just trying to remember. So I binged this not too long ago, like <laughs> last weekend. And um, what I was remembering is the bef- right before this was when they did their... Um, their makeovers mm-hmm. and I just wondered if because I wasn't on the last podcast because I was sick but I just wanted to know did you guys talk about the um the sexy jeans that the the one soldier was wearing because I it really sexy drew jeans. my eye <laughs> the jeans the with, ones the with the holes in, in them, them right <laughs> and then they it was really funny they were like Oh, see, they're not as well off here as as everybody oh, thinks. Yes, you yes, see, yes, got holes yeah. in their clothes. Yes. So, anyway, this has nothing to do with that except that uh, we were talking about the soldiers, and that's one of my favorite moments. Was and, and so, just to be like when I was writing this out because again this was like forever. We were supposed to record this forever ago, but like when I was writing this out, I was having a really hard time separating out what happened when and because there's so much content that happened in those. 6.5 hours. So if you guys read a little section and you want to add in whatever you remember, go for it. Um, so let me just talk about like, this is the point in the drama where uh, the the bad guys have decided to so they, they went to go or he went to go meet up with the bad guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. she drives her car in front to stop right. the bullet. Yes. Right. Um, so what I loved about this was that right before that, we had that like super badass moment where they were all walking in their fancy coats. Mm-hmm. I just loved that. So, um, but this was the part where I started to wonder, like, 
what her plan was. Like that was just, I mean, I know she was, all she was trying to do was save him. Mm-hmm. And so she just drove her car right in front of the bullet. Um, and of course ended up getting shot. And that was really, really sad. Yeah. And that was the cliffhanger that I was very glad. I was like, oh, man, that must have sucked watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was glad to press play on the next episode and be like, ah, OK, that's what happened. And I have to admit in this, like throughout the series, it's Manbach or the, the rat that has mm-hmm. totally captured my heart. And so to see him play the part, you know, try to. Well, we talk about this later, but just the way he stepped up and the way she stepped up to protect people like they've become this family and so like doing the fake out and seeing the how they come together to fight against pain in the butt and all of that I just that really made it for me that's the part of the series that I was like I am finally in this I mean I've been in it but now I was just like this is getting awesome so yeah Yeah, it was for me it was leading up to that like the part so before this whole thing she's saying goodbye to them and she buys them each an outfit like, mm-hmm. I was so, like, emotional about that because, like, she, they all, first of all, they all looked fantastic. But, mm-hmm. like, this idea that, and then the, with the rat, that what we saw was that he ended up betraying them. This, I mean, the part that we saw at that time was that he was betraying his friends to save his son and his family. And it, I just felt you could feel his anguish and, um, it was it was nice to I mean, it was really sad that he ended up deciding like my family might be in danger, but I can't do this again. Like it was just his his like soul couldn't handle putting them in danger again. And so it was such a like there was no right decision. There was no easy decision for him and him out of everybody like he was had the most to lose with his family um, back there and, and in harm's way and. He was, I loved seeing that he like did that for them, but it was also kind of one of those like gut punch moments of like, but his family really could have died because of that yeah. because he chose that side. So, but I also loved the, um, what's his, the one guy who didn't like her for the longest or pretended that he didn't like her for the longest. Oh yeah. His suit, <laughs> his suit that he picked out, it looks so good on him. Um, it was like a maroon suit and it was a little bit flashier I think than the rest of them but like he looked good in it I was watching some video of him on a reality show and somebody was washing his hair and then making it look nice it was hilarious I don't even know what it was on but like oh that's the guy too oh Kenny Kenny? yeah Yeah, they had him singing I felt he was the standout for me at least when it came to like the 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 other soldiers like I know a lot of people liked the deep voice attractive one or whatever but I didn't I felt like as far as acting like he really stood and 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 the rat uh, man book he did too but like they, they all did a good job but like he really was one that I was like I would love to see him in more dramas so <clears throat> I just know that man Bok was so honorable he he had you know, he was tortured by what had happened mm-hmm. and he had no choice. He had to save his mom. I mean, it was his whole family, his whole everything. He had no power and his choices in the past. But this was a time where he could stand up and do the right thing. And he he totally went into this not thinking he was going to go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he totally went into this not thinking that he was going to go home. So. I think that the choices that he made were so um, he could do what he had to do. And I especially, um, I, you know, like Carrie said, his character just really resonated with me. And um, but the the captain wasn't he the captain? I think he was the captain. Seriously, I, I saw a video where someone was like, so have him sing. And I think he's actually done musicals or something. I he bet has an that's, amazing, yeah, I bet that's right, probably. An amazing tenor voice. I mean, I was just floored. Mm. I'll have to look it up after this. 
Oh, and I was going to say, too, that bait and switch with the... Because you know how they use uh, shamans to kind of foreshadow the plot? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the whole time I was on the on the edge of my seat going, she said that he's not going to come, that the rat is not going to come home. And I was like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. And so that that kind of kept me hooked for a while, too. Okay. Oh, I'm next. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jung Hyuk is not allowed in the room and in the hospital room where Seiri is because um, stupid, slimy brother-in-law mm-hmm. and sister-in-law. And then their sweet, tearful reunion outside the hospital. And then, oh, I love this, the rat's tapping skills. So we find about find out about Seiri's mom's true feelings. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also the slimy brother finally gets what he deserves. I was waiting so long for that. He was... Ugh. He was almost as bad as pain in the butt. Anyway, and then the fun scar comparison. When he pulled up his shirt and he was showing off all his scars, <laughs> I about died laughing. Anyway, but see, Alkita, take it away. So I think that the scar comparison was my favorite because we always hear about um, women with scars can't get married and, and things like that. So he was trying to reassure her. And he's like, oh, no, just look at this. I've got this one, and I've got this one. Um, him standing there, though, while she was in the hospital, that just, it, it just was so painful to watch. He was, he didn't move. And yeah. and I, I just, ugh. But now that whenever she woke up and they were talking about the scars, that, that was my favorite part. Yeah, me too. I, I love that. And I love that the rat and his loyalty just kept kept coming up over and over again. And just, I love his tapping skills because, like, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect him to have tapped her room. But it also made sense when they got, once they understood just how terrible her family was. And so, just to I see that. I think he knew how to not tap a room. <laughs> <laughs> right? He had to listen. Well, in the shots of them all, like, trading off, listening to the room, that was one of my favorites, too. they I don't know. I just, I love his little trusted platoon. They are so funny. I like them. It's at my turn. Sorry. I'm like feverishly trying to. (laughs) (laughs) So when we originally scheduled this, uh, K-Muse had, not K-Muse, Carrie the Mockne had not watched it at all. And so she binged it all at the end. And so then uh, K-Muse decided to bow out and have Carrie join us. And so um, we adjusted the schedule, but then like CL Kita wasn't added to any of the description, like describing anything. She got skipped for all of that. So I was trying to add her in. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so if we look at the schedule, we'll just try to make sure we make the best of that. So we're on the, okay. Yes. Um, I like all the scenes. There's so many different people in society that aren't allowed to actually be with their loved ones, like when, if they're sick or whatever, because they're not like a a relative. And so him standing outside and like, he's nobody to the family. He's just the guards. Why would he care? And I loved that not only him standing out there, it was so sad and just, oh, just want to break your heart. But I loved that his mom or her mom Mm -hmm. really noticed that and really kind of honed in on that and was like the one to kind of step it up for that. So it was, that part was really sweet. And then have the the funny scar, like, what were you guys doing in here? And all that stuff was really funny. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> um, same for me. Like this was just, it was heart wrenching to see him outside the room um, waiting and knowing that her family was in there and they were they had this sense of like superiority or or um like i don't know privilege like they were allowed to be in there but he wasn't and then when she woke up and she basically kicked everybody out but him <laughs> that was awesome um and then of course getting to hear that you know for her to have that evidence that her brother and sister-in-law were just so terrible Ugh. was really awesome. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. 
<laughs> so the um, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but like the stepmom meeting him, um, Jung Hyuk, and like pulling him aside and talking to him, um, and the dad finding out about the slimy brother. Um, I don't know that like I he got what it was coming to him, but I almost wanted him to just get just a little bit more. <laughs> Because <laughs> he was almost worse than the bad guy. Like he, they were just so awful. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, and then also during this time, um, Jung Hyuk's dad maneuvers um, things around in North Korea. So, and um, so to buy him some, all of them some time so that um, because they've been gone for a little while, they were supposed to come back on the bus and they didn't make it back on the bus. So he's kind of having to go behind the scenes and pull strings to get um, them okay. So that when they do come back, they're not viewed as traitors. Um, So I, that's kind of my thoughts on, on all of that. I love the dad. I love that he was able to like, to show that he cared for his son. Um, and as the show went on, you got to see it in different ways. Um, so I did really love that. And um, just again, the idea that we finally get a sense that those, you know, that the slimy brother is, is going to get, get what he deserves sort of. Um, I agree that I think that her family members, especially the brothers, especially that brother, um, they were the real villains. I mean, they've just, they've done so many terrible things to her. Um, so I really thought that that was, that was a good, I don't know. I was, I was okay. I know that he could have certainly gotten worse, but, um, the fact that his, the dad like basically was like, you're dead to me, get out. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a just ending for him. Oh yeah. I loved how he just cut him off. So, we all knew that that slimy brother was slimy, but he totally threw his wife under oh, yeah. the bus. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, she was skid marks on the road, <laughs> and she was pretty evil. I mean, I'm not I'm not standing up for her, but there's no loyalty among thieves, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I was under the impression that dad had not necessarily trusted him and had listened to her, um, her insurance guy and her assistant. I didn't realize that dad had dismissed what they were saying when they were saying that she was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of blame dad. I mean, I'm glad that he got rid of, of slimy brother, but he had to know that brother was slimy. And it just, I, I don't know, that that part of the storyline I felt like wasn't fleshed out as much as it could have been. Yeah, I was never um, impressed with him at all. The dad, the, the her dad. <clears throat> yeah, he was you know, really two-dimensional. Slimy brother was slimy, but he didn't, he didn't really have enough power. He didn't, his wife was scarier than he was. <laughs> And yeah. I don't know if that's um, a choice that they made. I don't know. But it. so when he finally got kicked out, I, I felt like they should have done something more to him. I felt like the confrontation wasn't confrontational enough. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, didn't he end up in prison? The... I don't the second older brother. I thought he ended up in prison for like 10 years for what he had done. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, but he still, I mean, he kept trying to kill her. I know. He, he literally sold her. He was like, I don't care what you do to her. Yeah. And, and I don't, um, I don't know. I feel like, I, I kind of feel like he should have been turned over to North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> See how you like it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little bloodthirsty about that because everything that he did to just, she, it was so inhumane and all for a company. Yeah. 
Well, and you can tell through the family interactions that the company is what they all care about. What interested me was the oldest, the oldest older brother, the oldest Opa. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he did his bit of being trying to be political and stuff. But honestly, he and his wife were more genuine. They were annoying, right? But they were more genuine, and I think they actually kind of cared about Seri. Definitely more than Slimy Brother, but that wasn't hard. That's not a stretch. So, I think that they also were people who knew a lot about self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And they had managed to, they were tight together. You know, they were they were very much, you know, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> and so I think that was in their favor that they kind of were goofy and 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 easily it was easier to forgive them because they weren't actually evil no they weren't they were just doing what was expected of them right yeah no they were actually because the the wife of first older brother she was a she was in love with flaws she was the older sister who was very business-minded and actually ran the company. And it was interesting to see her go from kind of cold-hearted, not quite CEO to this very warm, but kind of annoying, sort of trying to move in the political world of this corporation. It was just, it was kind of funny to me. She was in love with Flaws? She was. She was the main lead's older sister. Okay. Yeah. She had the cutest haircut. She did. Same one she had in love with Floss. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Are we ready to talk about my favorite part? Um, I did want to say one more thing, and then we can get to your favorite part. Okay. Okay. So, Jung Hyuk's dad, yeah. with all the maneuvers he made, I was like, ah, this is how he survived in North Korea as long as he has, because he is so smart. Agreed. So even though we don't see it because he's got that very, he's very good at the very straight stoic face, but then he makes the moves that he needs to make. I'm just like, ah, okay. And that's when I really started to like him because I could see from his actions how much he loved Jung Hyuk because he doesn't ever let that out. But then he does everything he can to take care of his son. So that was the other thing I wanted to add. Well, okay. I'm going to piggyback on that. He does all of that, but his mom I mean, she pretty much told him that that she was going to take him out of the picture if he didn't take care of his son. I loved how strong his mother was. Well, and she also, I, it kind of struck me kind of funny that she was ready to commit suicide if either one of them died. She's like, I will meet you there. Yeah. Right. If I ever hear. And I was just like, that is not an environment I would want to <laughs> live in. But go mom. I mean, yeah. she was so strong. She was mm-hmm. just so strong. And. All too often, we have the weak, we, we see, like, a lot of the mother characters as either being cruel or weak, and she was not either, and, and I appreciated that. So, <laughs> now, in my best tableau voice, yes. we have abs! <laughs> Except for he says ads. He does. So, um, <laughs> and... So we have abs and more in North Korea. Let's talk about our second couple who are falling even harder for each other. Um, I have to admit, I had major second couple syndrome at this point. Um, they had a great kiss. Um, Sung Jun is kidnapped, but he gets help so that he can escape. Um, and... He's handing out $100 bills like like it's candy. He sees the little boy <laughs> in the market, and he knows they don't have any money. They don't have anything. And he sees something, and he, he's so compassionate. So he gives the little boy the money. And I just, I don't know. His character was so different than what I thought he was going to be. Um, he and Dan O, their, their courtship and kisses and, and the whole way that they fell in love, it just, I loved their story and I was really rooting for them. Um, I even didn't mind that he gave her the ring 
that he had bought for Sayri because she picked that ring out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just I I loved his character and and the way that they they did that part of the storyline because I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I was getting a little bit tired of the back and forth and back and forth over in South Korea. And it was nice to see a little bit of um, give and take. And, and it was a little spicier with um, just the whole way that, that they were doing the cloak and dagger of hiding um, Sung Joon in the apartment building and Dano getting drunk and all of that. I just, I kind of really enjoyed the second couple. I did too. I liked, I didn't see him ending up with her like in the beginning, but once that idea was introduced, I was just like, Oh, and I love that he worked to get Sao Down's um, attention and he could see behind the very cool facade that she had going and how he kept just proving himself to her over and over and over again. I, I really liked the relationship. And it may be possible that I teared up when he gave the orphan boy in the market all his money. Just a little bit. Oh, I know. Um, so, K-drama Jen, what do you think about abs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I have an old outline, so I'm, just gonna... I'm completely lost. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to send you the new link. <laughs> Uh, so obviously I'm always up for abs. Um, I also enjoy the second couple very, very much. Uh, I, I loved how the second lead girl ended up being just so much different than I thought she was going to be. Um, and the second lead male and I, I just, uh, the second couple, I just love them together. Um, so I have things to say about how their relationship ended, but <laughs> I will say that, um, yeah, at this point in the story, I loved, loved, loved them. And they were a great distraction because it was happening at the time where I was getting a little antsy about everything that was going on in South Korea. So it was really nice to see the substance of what they had. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved the, just like Silkita, I kind of needed that break because I have a hard, like my biggest thing um, when a lot of K-drama couples actually get together is they're a little bit too super sappy and sweet with each other. <laughs> and I mean, but I still liked uh, the their their interactions in South Korea because they had some of the extra of like he's going to be leaving and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't not like it but I liked having the difference of that they were still kind of the back and forth and um, having to go through their own things of her having to deal with saying goodbye to uh, an image of who she thought she was going to be with for the rest of her life and then kind of slowly accepting like this guy is pretty awesome but he's also South Korean so they were kind of having to like deal with some of the same things that the other couple was having to deal with but just in a different way of not even how would it work? Like, I don't, if he, the ending would have been different. How would have, mm-hmm. <laughs> how would that work and everything? <laughs> they didn't like, they didn't spend a lot of time of like, we're going to constantly be separated. They just kept leaning on each other during times of, uh, you know, everything they were going through. So I liked that they just kept leaning on each other and I really liked their, um, relationship. And I thought that, his proposal was so bittersweet. Like it was, he, you know, he let her know this, obviously this is the ring that I bought for somebody else, but you know, the reason I bought that and I'm giving it to you because it really means something. Um, and I really want to this to be, would want this to be able to happen if it was possible. So, so the next topic is K drama Jens. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Um. It's totally not her fault. I I was furiously switching up to make sure that CL Keto was being able to intro things, and then I didn't share it again. So I'm sorry. It was my fault. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we talk about Chul Kang's death. Um, so he was the, I guess, sort of villain, but 
he was supposed to be the villain. He was not the villain in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was a, a anticlimactic kind of death. Like he just, I didn't even really care. He wasn't, it, he didn't feel to me like he was any kind of obstacle for our handsome Hyunbin to take on. Like he just, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Jung Hyuk, uh, Hyunbin's character was arrested um, thanks to the snotty sister-in-law, uh, who basically turned him in. And, um, so then he's captured and then all of the boys, all of his whole little, uh, crew of merry men, they're all captured. And, uh, and then we have like, they're all worried that they're basically going to be like, that they're basically going to be like tortured, (laughs) Um, and they just can't believe, like, they just keep getting fed and they, um, you know, are going to be given the, you know, the offer to basically, um, you know, become South Korean citizens. And, um, anyway, it was one of those, um, I really enjoyed that part. And then, um, Seri, basically she's still at that point, she's still in the hospital, um, but she's learning that she just knows that he's going to try to take all the blame. And mm-hmm. so she goes to meet him um, and tell her side of the story. And he was just so, uh, it was that noble idiot thing, you know, mm-hmm. like where he, mm-hmm. he, except he, so he was trying to protect her, um, but he hurt her really badly. Um, and then sh- when she left, she passed out, which was horrible. So, um, that was hard. That was really hard. So. I think that was probably the most, one of the most emotional scenes for me. She, she was trying so hard to protect him and he was trying so hard to, to protect her. And he knew he had to go back and, I think that what stood out to me the most was that they started interviewing all of his guys. And I, I remember they got to the youngest and he looked at him and he's like, if you've made it to me and you're asking me all these questions, that means that no one else has told you anything mm-hmm. and I'm not going to tell you anything. So I I remember the level of loyalty between all of them. I mean, it it was just they were so united, even though they were separated and scared to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know that it was food and and things that other people would consider a punishment, but it was regular food and it was side dishes and things that, you know, they, they didn't have at home and they were eating. We call that high on the hog. Um, (laughs) so, um, yeah, you know, I had to throw a little, a little bit of something in there. Right. Um, and her mom, I struggled a lot with the mom's character and the change that came over her, um, was amazing. She became a a real mother, and I thought that was just amazing. Um, I I agree with you on that. I loved how like they a lot of it they played for comic relief of like them being separated and all the way that they were reacting. And because I mean, their logical conclusion would be that they're going to be tortured, and mm-hmm. that you know that's. Um, what would uh what happened to them but like just the way that it played out but it was such a it was so nice to have that comic relief but also like but they are in solidarity like all of them including her like everybody was protect him make sure that he is the one that you know uh, doesn't get thrown under the bus and then he's like protecting all of them he's like i did it all nobody did anything she doesn't know anything about it it was just me i was the problem so i just loved how they were all protecting each other and that they're all a little family so i did too and honestly the magnes line you know if 
you've gotten to me, then nobody else said anything, cracked mm-hmm. me up because it was exactly what he'd said to Pain in the Butt in the very beginning of the drama <laughs> when he was torturing them and interrogating them. Yeah. It's like, oh, he knows his line. <laughs> but it was smart when he was dealing with Pain in the Butt and the NIS was just like, sure, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I love that. I love that episode or that part of the drama too, just because yes, we do get the very raw, very intense emotions. And I got, that's one of those that I probably stayed up a little later than I should have watching all of that plus a bit more. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it was just so worthwhile. And I do love seeing her mom step up after Sari knows how she actually feels and the guilt that the mom has been carrying all that time. And so to see her just be the mom now that she's always been, that she is meant to be, but has been kind of avoiding, mm-hmm. it was it was a nice change and it was a nice growth arc. And I really appreciated that. All right. So the next part is the NIS and how they handled all of the soldiers and then how they eventually allowed Jung-hyuk to see Seiri in the hospital when she's on her deathbed. And I just, again, the... I ended up loving the team of the NIS that they showed us because they were just kind of handled these guys with amusement yeah, and a lot of kindness. And it was so opposite of what I had been expecting. And I was just like, oh, this is kind of awesome. So, and then, and then, yes, letting Jung-hyuk stand his, stand his um, vigil while Seiri's crashing was just, that was, that was kind of a heartbreaking moment. Long, long moments. And I also kept wondering, okay, how did he stand there the whole time? Because my bladder would insist on movement of some sort. <laughs> but that's how I deal with serious moments. So that, that's my reaction to that. Yeah, I also thought that um, yeah, the way the NIS handled them was not what I was expecting. Although I guess, you know, as if you think about it from what I've read is that Anyone who crosses the border um, and then somehow gets to South Korea, they consider them Korean citizens. And so um, all they have to do is get there. And then, of course, they have to go through like a whole process of um, sort of, I can't remember what they call it, but basically um, helping them understand what it's like to be a South Korean citizen and sort of deprogram them a little bit. But um, I thought that allowing him to come to the hospital and and stand out there while she was basically on her deathbed was just showed a lot of humanity um and it was really heartbreaking especially um before like when when they told him that she had collapsed or whatever and then he just ran um after her um there was just no hiding anymore that he really did care and so they did get what they wanted out of him, right? They did get him to admit that he cared, but um, boy, that was really emotional. It was extremely emotional, and there was no stopping him. I mean, the the moment that he found out that that she had collapsed, everybody was going to be collateral damage, and he just took off. And I was watching this with somebody, and they were like. They're just going to let him run. It was me, I think, <laughs> as drama geek. I was like, how does, what, why is he able to run? I don't get that. <laughs> so I, I remember that. I remember that so clearly because I was like, of course he's going to run. And he had spent so much time trying to convince them that she was just a victim. And that all went out the door. And he stood there and waited and waited and waited for her to wake up. Ugh. So, so I'm going to go back on the comedic end of this because, <laughs> um, <laughs> but my, the, my favorite part of it was all of the briefings that the one guy kept doing. And they're like, is this really all that you have? It, and it's like, yes. he's like this amazing person. He did this wonderful thing. And then he did that wonderful thing. And it was like, so funny. The one guy just kept rolling his eyes of like, really? You're bringing this to me? Like, I don't need this. I need the dirt. And they're just like, we yeah. don't have any dirt on him. He rescued a balloon there for a child. <laughs> it was a total fan moment. It was funny. Yes, because mm-hmm. he was 
it was pretty perfect. Like there wasn't hardly anything that you could uh, fault him for. Like he didn't have too many things that you'd be like, I don't like. He just from the beginning to the end, like he just yeah. was a nice guy. But mm-hmm. so the next part is that they end up trading the soldiers and um, Jung Hook for some of their men being held in North Korea. And the epic goodbye um, between all of the the soldiers and everything. And then Sari and her mom running up just in time. Although the whole time I was seeing her run, I was like, she was just on her deathbed. She could barely move. How is she running to him like that? The power of love. <laughs> I know it was the power of love. Propelling <laughs> and adrenaline. <laughs> and adrenaline. But like I'm watching it. I'm going, I know that that they're, they are, they're going to have them connect in some way, but this feels like this, they really are having them back. One side's going to North Korea, one side's in South Korea. And so I was like sad for them to say goodbye, but I also, I was also like even more sad because I knew it probably meant that they weren't, there was no reunification. There was no, like at this point in time, my brain was having to accept that they were like, um, really going to be separated. But and then the dad, um, his dad proves once again how amazing and awesome he is because he's waiting on the other side because there's, of course, people plotting to kill them. And he stops that and he looks so uh, cool in his uniform and he comes and saves his son. And I was like, yay. So I really liked that part. Total bad donkey moment. (laughs) Bad donkey moment. (laughs) Haven't used that one in a while. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's my go-to yeah <laughs> well yeah and yeah i i kind of wondered because that that scene at the border where they almost didn't show up in time and just guns were drawn and mm-hmm. then they have to kiss hug not kiss hug and just everything i was just like this almost feels like the end of the series are they gonna fictionalize into a reunification i couldn't see where it was going mm. but and then, but yeah, the dad coming out of the forest and just gunning down the military director because he was threatening his son's life and just, again, having a political reason. He's not doing it just to save his son, but he's got the political reason. I'm like, this guy is a genius. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, yeah, th- those were some standout moments. I loved that when mom, like, loaded her into the car and then drove as fast as she could. Uh, to get her to the border. That was just a really powerful thing. Um, and then, oh, the the guns, like when she ran towards him and he was so afraid that they, that like the North Koreans were going to shoot her uh, again. And um, <laughs> like just, oh my gosh, that was just so. Ugh. And then when she saw that they were all getting handcuffed, that was just mm-hmm. heart wrenching. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. she was like, wait, wait, what? No. Um, and then of course, yes, the, when the dad went and, you know, he just basically took out all the bad guys. That was, I, I did cheer actually. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, that, that was, there was some big emotion in that part of the show. Absolutely. You know, I absolutely underestimated all the parents going into this Mm -hmm. and I loved how they showed that you can't get through without having people you know you you need your parents you need your your team you need love you need all of that and um her mom you know busting through and getting her right there at that moment and but I have to say that his dad, <laughs> wow, his his dad, I was like, let's talk about hot dads because I was <laughs> like, this is an Amber K. Muse uh, kind of thing. Like she was totally like, he's not a serial killer, but he's a hot dad. Oh my gosh. Because he like, he got stuff done and he you know, calm, drinking his tea, and the bodies are on the ground. It was amazing. Um, so, whew, <laughs> on that note, let's <laughs> flip back to um, 
another goodbye. And Dano and Sung Joon are saying goodbye at the airport. But as she's leaving, she's kidnapped. And he gets a phone call to turn himself in. He has to make a choice. Is he going to go back home to sort of kind of safety? Or is he going to rescue her? And, oh my gosh, you guys, I, this, this episode did it. I, I, it killed me. He goes in, guns blazing, and rescues her. And I, I mean, he, he gives everything and he's shot. And I didn't think they were going to do it. They kill him. Yeah. And then we have to deal with Dan's grief. And it was so painful. And it felt real. And her mom, for the first time, was not a ninny. <laughs> and her mom, her mom was there and supportive. And it just, ugh. I remember looking and seeing comments from people and everybody's like, no, no, they didn't. And I even saw in an interview that he didn't expect people to love his character as much as they did, mm. but it was so well written. I have not felt emotions like that for a character. that's a secondary character in a long time. Uh, there were some people, um, I don't know, on some Facebook group or whatever that were like uh, theorizing that maybe he didn't really die and that when she goes away that she was going to see him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> I mean, poor girl, like uh, Sodan, she like really grieved, like the way they showed her grief and the way that her mom uh, helped her through it, it was, um, it was really hard to watch, but I, I loved that she was she stepped forward and she was such an amazing person and I think that was the whole my takeaway from a lot of the different relationships is just what like Seal Kita was saying of like no matter what country you're in no matter what the government of the country you're in um how they rule or anything like that like you need your family you need your people and it was just so sad to see her finally kind of connect with somebody and then have that taken away. But then it was also nice to see her mom step in and, and be there for her and not worry about if her daughter was ever going to get married or not. She just let her be who she was wanting to be. So, Okay, but I'm really still annoyed because I <laughs> wanted them to have a happy ending. I know. I, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Now she's, you know, stronger than before and da-da-da-da-da. But, like, and she's got... You know, her mom did step up, but I loved them mm -hmm. and I wanted them to like, I don't know, but somehow survive this. Um, so I was very sad. Like, I, I think it was a good, like the growth of his character throughout this whole series. It was great to see that, mm -hmm. you know, when it came down to it, he was not selfish. I mean, throughout his life, he'd made all these selfish choices and, at the very end, he had the opportunity to leave and he chose to go save her. Mm. That was that was really powerful. But darn it, he didn't have to die. Like, I really think they could have. They didn't have to kill him. That's they, all. They did not. Yeah, maybe for her character growth, blah, blah, blah. But eh. I'm still not happy about it. <laughs> I wanted a happy ending for him. Mm -hmm. I can see that. But at the same time, the whole reason they were able to connect is because her mom was a widow and then she... Even though they weren't truly, well, if they were engaged, it wasn't very long, but just Saudan also became kind of a widow in that sense. And that's mm. what brought them together was that unified yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted a happy ending. <laughs> I was happy. Yeah, I, I know. Say. Me too. And on huh? Sorry. I was just going to say, I no, will say ahead. that I was very happy for the actor. Because he is, um, you know, one that we've loved since he was in Rebel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he came out and he had a, a, a lead role and then he had some personal issues. And so I was really happy that he's back. Um, and I think that in this role, 
even though it's a secondary role, he really showed that he he could be leading man material again. So I was really happy about that. I thought he was total leading man material. Oh, yeah. I'll watch him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and just somebody posted a GIF and actually spoiled a little bit of that episode for me because it shows him tugging on his gloves and just that blazing look in his eyes as he's mm-hmm. going in to rescue her. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, so, yeah, I will definitely pay attention to him in the future. But, yeah, I was I was also a little confused because I had forgotten that he had people after him because I was so focused on Captain Rhea and Sayri and all that was going on with them. And I was like, why would anyone cap, you know, kidnap Sheldon? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He still like owes people money and stuff. <laughs> so it took a minute to catch up. And I was kind of hoping that he would survive. But yeah. obviously that is not the direction they chose to go. Yeah. Well, revenge is expensive. It is. And they yep. would have had to have yeah. resolved that revenge storyline. <laughs> I like that she um, decided that she wanted her revenge. And that, you know, and that um, she saw that through. I thought that was a good touch. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So now we've come to the end where we found out how everyone else kind of goes on and lives the rest of their lives. Um, and we start with, oh, go ahead. I, you can do the first one and I'll switch up into the second one. Um, so obviously they, they're separated. Our main couple is separated. Um, but Seri starts getting text messages from, uh, uh, Bin's character. What's his name? (laughs) Chung Hyuk. Yes. Yes. Chung Hyuk. Yeah. And, uh, we find out that it was something he was able to program um, into his cell phone while he was waiting, um, like while he was hanging out with the NIS guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So she gets these messages from him. It's so sweet. And I really do think it's what kept her going for that first year. Um, Mm -hmm. And then even you get that, my probably was one of my favorite parts was when you even get that special touch with, um, the connection to North Korea because Seri went ahead and made this like customized face cream with the pictures of her neighborhood ladies. And I loved it so, so much. Um, and they were just so tickled when they, when they found out that she had made these face creams with their pictures on them. It was just awesome. See, Alkita, you want to take the next one? No, I want to talk about Dan O. <laughs> there is no Dan O in this drama. <laughs> I like Dan O. No, but that's Dan-O not her name. That's the girl okay, from. So that's I want to talk about someone. So, so, okay, fine. I've changed her name. And this is what happens whenever we have like all of these. All of these good characters have similar names and all the bad characters have similar names. Um, I just, I wanted to talk about how um, she goes back to her music. Okay. So just to be clear, we're talking about Sodan. Sodan. Yeah, Sodan. <laughs> we're talking about Sodan. And y'all should have corrected me earlier. Well, the next, I it actually took me a second to realize you said it. So then the next time we mentioned her name, we made sure we said the correct name. And then you didn't I, say the wrong name up until now. So we, we I, left. I <laughs> might have because I was listening to Seal Kita. We'll have to listen back because I, I, I definitely you know could have used the wrong it, name. It's, this is the fun part about... <laughs> Um, it's extenuating circumstances in the world right now. I'm allowed to be a little ditzy, right? Yes, you are. But I just wanted to make sure when we came back down to the bottom that it's like people know who okay. you're talking So, Dan, I want to talk about um, So, Dan, and how she, um, we talked about how she was dealing with her grief and everything, but she has started to pursue her music again. And I thought that that was just really um, a positive thing. And I thought that that will give her a definite future where she doesn't need a man because, you know, the whole point was she was going to marry well and live well. And by having her, her music, she can be her own woman. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? It does. I'm mm-hmm. sure she'll eventually 
Oh, she'll find love again. Mm-hmm. But she will be on her terms. Yeah. And yeah. Right. I agree. And her mother's part of the package deal. Yes. And that <laughs> obviously weird uncle of hers. Or not weird. He wasn't really weird. He was just kind of a goofball. He was just silly. Yeah, he was a goofball. So um, the character that I think hit the ending for them that stuck out for me a lot was um, the rat and his ending and that he didn't have to be the rat anymore. He got to switch out of that division. Thankfully, his family was safe. And then the that he could and like like you guys were saying earlier like it was just ingrained in him to like wiretap things and listen Mm -hmm. and he gets to um record i can't even remember like he had like the ending scene with him is him out like a field and he's recording a background noise and stuff for something but i can't remember what he's doing it for what his job was exactly do you guys it's remember? Like, I think he it's was working like sound... for the film industry. Okay. Yeah, for the film industry. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. But then yeah. I was like, but to what kind of film industry? Anyway, I'm sure they have one in North Korea. I'm just <laughs> being, um, I made maybe it for dead. the documentaries. <laughs> I, yeah. The 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 um DMZ documentaries or something. Yeah. But so he got to he his whole life got to switch and and not have to because his out of everybody's like I mean the other guys were soldiers they had their family they were happy you know kind of thing and then you had the wives and everybody in the town and and he just he was had such a sad existence and I just loved that he was able um, to switch and have a new job and a new purpose you know that was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that scene. That just made me go, oh, perfection. Mm-hmm. I cried. Yeah, I, was a... I saw his new job. <laughs> it was just too perfect. And then we have Seri and Jung-hyuk who meet up in Switzerland for two weeks every year. And I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> well, their first meetup, she uh, par- parasails into into him or something, into the the where yeah, he was time. <laughs> yes yeah yeah it takes some time and then they finally do get together and they're mm-hmm. able to plan better but I just it's one of those things that they're navigating an impossible obstacle without the reu- reunification right and so to have them meeting up for two weeks every year i'm like how is that satisfactory do they get married are they going to have kids is she like going to go home pregnant and then come back hey look we have a newborn <laughs> you know yeah i don't so, know that it's satisfactory but I don't know what other option other than reunification or him defecting like he you know he would have had to, to yeah. defect and, and then they would kill his family and would. all of all they the would. people he cared about and yeah. that would be that yeah. so they're really yeah. you know we knew coming in that there wasn't going to be a, a solution that would that would be a perfect happy ending unless unless they had some sort of like fast forward to reunification mm-hmm. but um so this is sort of the best that we can hope for. It's kind of like at the end of my love from another star where like he just sort of glitches in and out. Um, <laughs> this one's and, a little more regular. Yeah. But his eventually became longer. So like that for me, I felt that was more satisfying because it kept getting longer and longer of how long he was there with this. It's like, is it always just going to be two weeks? And like you said, again, if she gets pregnant, are they going to have a family? I don't know. She, I, I mean, they're it's older. possible that he could get some sort of overseas position or something like that. Like in my head canon, that's what's happening is that, <laughs> you know, they're starting here with this two weeks every year. And then eventually he's going to be, you know, the North Korean professor that's appointed at the Switzerland, whatever conservatory or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? <laughs> that's my happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> So are we satisfied with everyone's ending? Because that's really, I mean, we've talked about their endings. Um, I'm just going to put it out there. You probably didn't know this, but I am not happy with our second lead, <laughs> uh, our second couple's ending. I think it sucks that that he died. I just, no, not happy with that. I, thought I the, agree. Right? I thought the face cream thing, that was cute. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I think meeting up every couple of months, or every couple of, sorry, for two weeks every year is not perfect, mm-hmm. but it's not 
I don't know. There's, I'm torn. On the one hand, like, really? That's your life? Like, you're just going to live for these two weeks a year? Um, I feel like they need to be working on something that's a little more permanent. That's all. But, mm-hmm. and I think that he's high enough up and his dad is high enough up that they could totally come up with something. He could even be a chef in one of the, like, overseas North Korean restaurants or something. something. Anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I... I'm still not 100% pleased with Sodan and <laughs> the the ending there. I um I felt like I just still feel like it was unnecessary to kill him. I feel like they could have had a life together. And um and I liked what they brought out in each other. Yeah. Um, um I'm I guess sort of okay with the two week fling every year. Um, it's not reunification, which is what I was swearing up and down was going to happen, but they obviously didn't let me write the ending to this. Um, I think that it's satisfyingly unsatisfying and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. That reminds me. Um, cause in goblin, uh, Untak talks about a sad love she and the goblin that's one of their main topics and it turns out that of course their story is a sad love and I got the, very much the same feeling f- from this that there were a lot of there was a lot of sad love going around and so the ending's not going to be all tied up in a perfect bow because it, it because it can't be mm-hmm. just situations and just the whole overall theme of the drama is ultimately sad love so am I satisfied with it? Uh, I don't know, but it fits, it fits what it was written to be. So for me, not even, so I did not like that he died. And I also don't like that they had, they only have to see each other two weeks out of the year, but the part that breaks my heart the most and the part that makes it really, um, grounded in reality of what Korean people have to deal with is the fact that like she gets to see him two weeks a year. But like her mother is a great, like turned into a a good part of being her family. But other than that, like they became her family, like the ladies in the village and the soldiers and, and all of that. And it's just like, it's so sad that she has this wonderful family who live on and have happy lives and have wonderful families and everything. And she doesn't ever get to see them. She doesn't get to be around them. Like he probably brings back pictures and shows everybody and everything. But that's the part that heart hurts my heart the most is that the those lost relationships that they can't reunite and they're kept apart. So I'm I'm not satisfied. A satisfying ending is not quite the right word for the ending of this drama. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't unsatisfied with the drama except for maybe some fluff, but (laughs) But it was cute fluff. It was cute fluff. Yes. Yes. And there are some Mm -hmm. scenes that we didn't mention that were definitely cute fluff. I know that we need to probably throw in there and mention how uh, adorable some of the little scenes were, but so yes, that's how I feel about everybody's ending. So, uh, Cheji Wu, uh, who meets up with, um, Jumok, the drama geek of the drama the- geek of yes, <laughs> no, their drama yeah, geek. Their drama geek. That was adorable. Mm-hmm. Like he got to meet yes. his idol. Like that was amazing. I loved it so much. What else? You mentioned the shopping trip with the soldiers. You already kind of plugged oh, that early I on. That. There yeah. they went out. Well, first they didn't even buy hardly anything with her card she gives them a black (laughs) card or whatever unlimited and they hardly buy anything and then she gets some outfits and stuff so that was great okay that was hilarious when they were going through their like how what they had spent you know and they and they were like um this is an internet cafe and they you know they bought chicken and they bought yeah (laughs) yeah the (laughs) nis when they were going through everything they're like what did they buy yes that was cute the other oh, yeah. and, then, and the soccer game. Yes. That was amazing. Where Korea was playing Japan. Yeah. Yes. So they were all unified together, yelling and screaming and cheering on Korea, you know. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I want to talk about the women of the village and how the um, fake soldiers came to take away um, the rat's wife and son and the women wouldn't let them go. That was amazing. That was amazing. It It was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they they all knew that they could die for doing that Mm -hmm. and they weren't doing it. They weren't having it. No. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, they pulled together amazingly. They owned it. Like, that was just awesome. Like, they were just like, uh uh-uh, uh, she's one of us, you know, like, no way, get out. That was awesome. Loved it. And I feel like that continued because we had this whole theme of loyalty and family through the whole, mm-hmm. the whole drama. That yeah. was a big focus. And just as much as his team was a family, the people back home were a family. Mm-hmm. And I, I I know that um, we don't always see the North Korean people as people who have relationships like that mm-hmm. because, you know, and, and I think that, that it's important to remember that people are people yeah. and that they care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. If there is a specific actor or theme that you would like to fo- like us to focus on, sorry, then let us know. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 